Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers Podcast. This is the GCG, and this is going to be a walkthrough, a remembrance, a memoriam to uh, the week that was week five in FBS college football. Um, uh, Really tough week. (laughs) Uh, I did not fare so well. This is actually, this was my worst week picking ATS uh, all season so far. I was five, four or five games under 500. I'm not sure. I remember which. Um, Out of the games I really, really liked, there were five, and I think I only missed one. There was UAB. Um, Proto Papa, just uh, one game under 500. So he did a little better than I did this week, but um, I kind of warned you guys. The focus was low. It was tough to get episodes in. It was tough to, like, really dig into everything with that stupid, stupid hurricane rolling through, and everything was going crazy, and it's like the most attention anybody has ever paid in the world to somebody named Ian. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just a really weird week. It was a really tough week. And I, I think so far, as far as I can remember, you know, I've been watching college football my whole life. I've been gambling on college football since I was probably 16, like from a bookie at a bowling alley, <laughs> you know, um, it's been a really long time. I, I've, I've been gambling on college football since, as long as I can remember. And, and I can't remember a year where it's just no confidence in any team, really. And I'm not saying I don't have any confidence in any games because I do. And I try to, you know, let you know, like, like I said before, I don't call them locks. But I say, no, I really, really like this game. I feel really good about this. Um you know, and I probably lost another one too because I think I did. I didn't bet Arkansas as heavy as I acted like I liked it, but I called that one as a preseason upset, so I had to really like stick to my guns on that one. And and hell, they they came back and they should have almost won, but they they completely got blown away after that. It was like as soon as they were within a touchdown, they just absolutely shit the bed, and then Alabama turned it the fuck up, of course, because that's what they do. So, um, yeah, no cover on the seventeen there, but. Anyway, um, this is just the year that I, I just I don't remember this many teams being so susceptible to losing to to anyone, any given team. I mean, we saw it with uh, MTSU just walking into the Hard Rock and beating the holy hell out of the Hurricanes. Um, you know, Kyle Field, one of the most dangerous places. Like, like I know App State that doesn't make it as surprising because it is Appalachian State. Like they've done this before; they went to the Big House as an FCS team and beat Michigan, but I don't know. It's still, it just feels different this year. Boise's vulnerable. Just all of these teams. I mean, JMU, James Madison is walking up into the Sun Belt with a, pretty much the best G5 conference going right now. And they're just fucking whipping wholesale ass. Like they have no problems. They're just going out there and dominating games every week, you know, coming back from down, what, 23 points and beating App State. It's it's insane. Like it, I've never seen it to where you know this kind of stuff can just happen on a weekly basis. So it's hard to pick who to uh, who to put your full confidence in and, and and who to really uh back up for the whole season and and get like a good feel on somebody. So this week I feel better about the games than I did last week. I'm more focused, more locked in. Um, there's more games that I actually like really feel confident in 
as opposed to last week where I was looking at it and I was just kind of like, yeah, I guess I kind of like this one. Um, and, hey, you know, I was only four or five games under for the entire week last week. It's not like I went out there and got absolutely shit wrecked. Um, it's just a lot of games just didn't go how I thought it would. So um, we'll hit some of the key ones, go right on down the list, and then uh, tomorrow we will be back on schedule with a uh, duo podcast with myself and Proto Papa both being on it, previewing the week six games. So, all right, we'll start off uh, Thursday. Yeah, that's another thing. The weekday games, I went 5-1. and one. I thought it was about to be a big week, <laughs> but uh, I tailed off quickly. Anyway, uh, Thursday, we had BYU and Utah State play, and Utah State showed up and uh, hung in there with BYU. This was, uh, you know, it's a mini rivalry game, like I said, and, and, and Notre Dame on deck for BYU. So I, I think they were a little looking ahead. I think, you know, they weren't as focused on the uh, little, little brother scenario there with Utah State. Um, and Utah State hung around and played their asses off as much as they could for a team that actually sucks. So good showing for Utah State. Um, not a whole hell of a lot to take from that game, though. There is something to take from this game. Tulane at Houston. Tulane wins 27-24 in overtime. Houston is one of the teams that I am absolutely most disappointed in this entire season. Uh, I thought they could have been, you know, the premier G5 team, and they just didn't perform that way at all they haven't done it at all this year they, they've sucked <laughs> quite frankly they've sucked they you know barely beat southern miss they lost to kansas at home which i know that you know kansas looks good but still you lost to tulane at home now I, I just don't know what's going on with that team what's going on with holgerson i saw multiple times where holgerson just looked like he was going to quit he was throwing temper tantrums like a two-year-old on that sideline taking off his headset just whatever kneel down kneel down he was going nuts and i don't know dude you took all that money to come there to houston and and it just hasn't looked good at all since you've arrived last year was a kind of a mirage it was a weak schedule and and things were really favorable and when you played the team that mattered since he you couldn't get it done and and you know this is just this this is more like all the other years of his tenure so far starting with the derrick king uh red shirt year and just moving on it just hasn't been impressive they haven't been anything for anybody to fear um and certainly not this year it, it's just bad uh utsa knocks off middle tennessee middle tennessee hung in there longer than it should have but this was my favorite game of the week um utsa minus four and a half and it hit so uh still loving me my road runners boise state finally gets one done against san diego state and uh it didn't look good off the rip Boise State came alive a little longer. I still don't think they're really back to full form. I just don't think much of San Diego State. Um, I really don't. I, I don't think they're a very good team. It sucks. They've been good uh, for so long now, <laughs> and uh, they just switched up. They're not as physical as a running team anymore. They're just trying to I – don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get cute and run like a, a, a you know more finesse offense, but they still only pass the ball like – you know, maybe 15 times a game or so. So I'm not sure what's going on with that program, but they're not the physical powerhouse they've been in the Mountain West for a long time here. Um, yeah, no cover there for San Diego State. We got it done with Boise State, so it works for me. UCLA gets the outright win over Washington, which was one that I did call. I am pretty pumped on that. I bet I bet that a pretty heavy amount, honestly. And uh, 
glad I did. I, I figured it was a good spot. You know, Washington was off to a 4-0 start, looking good, but they really hadn't beat anybody. You know, Michigan State traveled cross country, and they suck anyway. So it um, wasn't really putting much stock in that win. And not that UCLA had beaten anybody, but I just thought more or less these were two pretty evenly matched uh, teams, and that's kind of how it played out with a 40-32 to victory for UCLA. So, um Happy about that one. UNLV in New Mexico. Uh, don't have to spend too much time on that. UNLV still rolling, though. Um, I did take the points with New Mexico. They look a lot better than I thought. But, um, you know, shout out to UNLV for keeping going. Let's, let's see what they do this week on the road against San Jose State. All right, so Purdue goes to Minnesota. And this game was a little bit baffling. Ibrahim, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim for Minnesota, decides not to play. And uh, we see what happens. Um they lose outright a game that they've dominated recently. They've beaten the hell out of Purdue in recent history. Um, but Purdue gets Aiden O'Connell back for the game. He does decide to play. So you had one guy that wasn't supposed to play um, play, and you had one guy that was supposed to play not play on the other team. So very interesting there. This is a, this is what I think really the Big Ten West, I, I think these are the two best teams in it, if I'm being honest. Um you know, because I, I can't really wrap my mind around the fact that maybe Illinois is in that group. That's kind of hard to understand for me. But, um, yeah, Purdue and Minnesota, I, I think these are the two teams that are battling out. So that's a huge, huge win for Purdue. Um, we're going to skip over some Army, uh, Air Force. We're not going to talk service academies this week. I'm, I'm taking a little break from the service academies. They're, uh, I'm, I'm kind of sick of them. I bet them every week. <laughs> They're not helping me out much. Um Boston College knocks off Louisville at home. Both of those teams suck. That's what I took from that. But at least Boston College finally looks a little bit like a college football team. Um, I had them on the over this year. It was one of the plays I liked a little more uh, than some of the others. So I've been pretty upset with them so far. They have not looked good. Hopefully uh, this is them starting to figure things out. Uh, Illinois whips up on Wisconsin, gets Paul Christ fired. Um you know, I see a lot of people pretty surprised about Paul Chris getting fired, bringing up his record, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And here's my thing with it is, um, they've been a bland Wisconsin team lately. You can have winning records, and and still not move the needle. I mean, I used to at least kind of believe that team had a chance every now and then. They never really did. I pointed it out when Ohio State and Wisconsin plays played. Um, Everybody acts like that's a marquee matchup, and, and it's not. Ohio State's owned that team historically, not just Paul Christ, just historically. But I used to at least kind of buy into the hype of like, oh, you know, maybe that's going to be a tough game. And and for this entire time that Christ has been there, I've not bought into it at all. It's not been anywhere close to a series. It's not been anywhere close to a battle or something where if they play in the Big Ten Championship, you know, I think – I think Ohio State could get upset. And not only that, but Wisconsin's not your perennial Big Ten West Championship, you know, team anymore. You know, everybody's kind of getting a shot lately. It's becoming the ACC Coastal, the Big West is, or uh, Big Ten West is. So, you know, I get that his record looks good, but they're not a true competitive team like they should be for the level that they recruit at, for the home field advantage that they have. You can't lose to Illinois with Brett Bielema at the he, he, at the wheel at home. You can't, and especially get your ass whipped. So, you know, I get that there's people coming out sticking up for Paul Christ. Oh, this record, it doesn't matter. 
this is not going well. You can't lose these games. Wisconsin doesn't lose these home games like this. This is bad. It's a bad, bad team. Um, I mean, I kind of talked about it before that, you know, Wisconsin, there's, there's Wisconsin, and then there's Wisconsin Light, which is Iowa, and then there's Wisconsin Select, <laughs> which is Illinois. Like, that's supposed to be the order of things. That's your, your, your beer rankings. Um, and it's, it's not like that anymore. Uh, I, I don't know what order I would rank them in, but Wisconsin might actually be the uh, Wisconsin Select out of that group at this point. So really embarrassing loss. Paul Christ fired. I totally get it. Um, I don't think you can run this archaic offense of three yards in a cloud of dust and uh, still pick up eight to 10 wins routinely every single year. I don't, I don't know that it works that way anymore. We're seeing the service Academy struggle now. Um, Army's way underperforming air force. Uh, the record looks good, but they're not dominating the way that they should be. Uh, sorry, that's my alarm. Keep forgetting to turn that off. <laughs> and Navy hasn't been the traditionally good program that they've been. Uh, Iowa, not as good Wisconsin. Not. So, uh, you know, you see what I'm getting at here. It's just not working the way it used to where, programs could build themselves around just being a strong O and D line and just run the ball. You got to be able to pass it now with the way the rules are, with the way uh, recruits, they want to come to the big flashy offense. You know, you're just not getting the players that you need to get to, to play at the right level um, on a national scale. So it is what it is. Memphis keeps rolling along 24 to three over temple. Yeah. Garbage game, but Hey, they got it done. They covered somehow. <laughs> I thought I was I was completely fine on that temple cover there, but um, it was like the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, Memphis just put up all the points they needed to. Oh, all right, cool. Um, Michigan gets a big win at Kinnick, twenty-seven to fourteen on the road. Um, first time they've won on the road at Kinnick in the last four or five times they played there. So. Um, big, big win for Michigan. They're kind of still, you know, steering the track going, looking pretty good. So, uh, Iowa, you too, you got to figure it out. I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and call for Kirk Ferentz to be fired necessarily. Um, you know, great football coach, legendary coach at the school, you know, but it's, it's maybe another situation kind of like Patty Fitzgerald with uh, Northwestern where, the way the game's changing, it might not work that way anymore where this guy can just go out there and get it done. So maybe, I, I don't know, you bring in, you, you know, remember Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher where everybody kind of knew Jimbo was actually kind of running the show and Bobby was just a senile old man. We saw the same thing with Paterno and Bill O'Brien. Um, you know, it might be a little more difficult because Ferenc isn't a senile old man and neither is Patty Fitzgerald. But, you know, tell those guys, hey, take your paycheck, be the figurehead of the program, but we're going to bring in some coaches that can actually coach the way we need to win these games because um, we're just not doing it anymore. Iowa, uh, this isn't a game that Iowa should get shelled in, and uh, it wasn't even as close as the 13 points that it looks like here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Big Ten West football got to change, man. TCU absolutely smacks the fuck out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, I'm trying to justify it in my mind because I, I really respected Brent Venables as a coach and, and their defense is pathetic, pathetic, soft. And that's supposed to be his big thing. So what I'm kind of thinking is, you know, we talk about it a lot. We talked about it with Georgia Southern. It's really, really hard to switch from the triple option to the air raid. 
you know, and uh, I don't, it's not that I think Oklahoma was going to run the triple option this year with Brett Venables, but you're kind of doing sort of the reverse. You're going from the Lincoln Riley air raid and you're going to what I assume Brent Venables is eventually going to make uh, basically a pro style offense, uh, run the ball most of the time, a little bit of passing, um, you know, but I, I think it's going to take a while to get those types of physical players in there for Brent Venables. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be able to do it once he gets to the SEC. Honestly, uh, it's sad to see him, you know, turn down so many jobs over the years that he had offered to him. And, and, and now he finally takes one and it's Oklahoma. You know, you think like, okay, I got the right one, but this might be the wrong time to catch this Sooners job. Um, I just don't know once, you know, you got all this NIL money out there and, and, you know, they're going to the SEC like they're not going to be winning the Big 12 every fucking year now, uh, even though they haven't done that for a little while now. Um, I, I don't know. Like, why would you go to Oklahoma, honestly? If, if anybody can give you money and pay you to come play for them, what's the purpose of going to Oklahoma and, and going to the SEC with Oklahoma? I, I just don't know. I still think they'll be fine because, you know, they have the pageantry and the history. But, um yeah, I, I don't think it's looking great for Oklahoma moving forward, basically. And it, it doesn't look great right now, that's for sure. I'm 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 probably gonna fade the shit out of them this week too, if I'm being honest. It's just it was shockingly bad. Sunny Dykes, by the way, TCU. I guess I owe you an apology. I was on the under seven and a half pretty hard and uh looking like I'm gonna eat a big fat one on that because uh they have just been rolling. It it hasn't even been close in most of their games so far. So um I don't know. Was that more of a statement of TCU being great or was it a more of a statement of Oklahoma just really not being that good? I guess we're going to find out this week when TCU plays Kansas. Uh, Kansas State played Texas Tech and got the win, got the cover. So that was all good with me. K-State still looking solid there. Adrian Martinez looks like a beast. Uh, Texas Tech hung in there, though. I, I think Joey McGuire's doing a good job there. And um. Yeah, something to be promising, you know, moving forward. Ole Miss takes down Kentucky 22-19 in a game where it looked like any outcome could have happened at any given moment. Um, this is really, this is how the game should have went, I guess. Uh, I said I wasn't overly confident in the minus 6.5 for Ole Miss, but I really was not confident that Kentucky was going to stroll into a Big Ten West school and beat them on the road because it doesn't happen. It never happens. They haven't won in Oxford since 1978. So this is about the most logical outcome that could have happened. So, um, you know, if you took the six and a half with Kentucky, good job. I hope you didn't bite on that money line because that's probably what a lot of people, you know, when they see, especially when they see a team like Kentucky was ranked, you know, higher than Ole Miss and they're on the road, you know, people don't always take that road factor into consideration. They just think, whoa, I'm getting like plus 200 with uh, the number, whatever team in the nation versus what, seven versus 14, I think it was. Um, and they bite on that money line. So you got to watch that kind of thing. You got to look at history there. Um, yeah, I got the six and a half wrong. I, I said it when I picked it. Eh, I think this number's about right. I thought it was going to be around a touchdown game. Ended up being around a field goal game when all was said and done, when all the deaths settled. But uh, point being, just watch taking those those underdogs in those spots. Um, a lot of times it doesn't work out well. You have to be sure that they're actually the better team. Uh, JMU, James Madison, out. Just out there fucking teams up. <laughs> Goes out there, whips up on uh, Texas State 40-13. to 13. 
just mentioning this game to do a shout out to James Madison. So moving on, Utah, Oregon State, Oregon State really needs a quarterback. Um, they tried what four different guys. <laughs> let me let me take a look here. Yes, four different guys they threw in there. Well, I think I think they really mostly tried two, but um, and they just can't find one to to effectively move the ball through the air. So. I don't think this game was actually as bad of a blowout as it seems like it was. Um, And I think Oregon's getting a little bit of a favorable line against Stanford this week due to that fact that that game wasn't actually a bloodbath. It just ended up looking like it because of all the fucking turnovers. Um, But, yeah, so I don't know. Utah really putting it together. I wish they wouldn't have lost that Florida game. It was a stupid loss. They shouldn't have lost that damn game. Florida's not even great. You know, you could be sitting in, in prime playoff contention right now, but with one loss, I, I don't think they'll get there. And the sad thing is, is, is I don't think USC is going to run the table either. So the Pac-12 for the playoff, uh, basically done. <laughs> um, moving on, ECU picking up a nice little win over South Florida. I did call that one out. That was my second favorite game of the week. Um, South Florida displaced going and playing in Boca Raton at FAU stadium. Um, it was just a really annoying week for us in the Tampa area. <laughs> I knew they weren't going to be up for that game. So, uh, wake forest going on the road, getting it done in Tallahassee again, an annoying week for the Florida a- area and, and Tallahassee, you know, that, that part of the state didn't even get anything. So, um, from the storm, I'm talking, uh, but Wake's just flat out was the better team in this matchup. Um, I, I don't even think the score was as close as it really looks like it was. They're just the more talented team. Florida State's playing their asses off for Jay Norvell or uh, Mike Norvell. They really, really are. They're really trying to save that man's job. So they do like him there, I guess. But uh, Wake Forest is just in a better spot. I've said it all year. Florida State's playing really good, but I don't actually think they're that talented. I don't think they have those dudes. You know, the Florida State dudes that you look at and you're like, oh, you know, Cam Akers. And this wasn't even a good team, but Cam Akers, you know, I was like, man, that dude's good. That dude could play in the NFL. Uh, going back to the championship team, you know, obviously Jameis, but Kelvin Benjamin, watching him, and I'm like, oh, man, that dude's a stud. They don't have those guys anymore. So um, it's clear that they they like Mike Norvell, but he's not recruiting well enough for what that program uh, historically does and should be doing. So, um, good win for Wake Forest, Florida State. You're kind of regressing to what I thought you might be here, I think. Uh, Penn State picks up another win. Northwestern keeps it close. Got it right in that game. Uh, Northwestern always randomly plays Penn State really well. So just keep that in mind. Uh, moving to future years, UNC racks it up on Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech still looking like shit. Uh, 41 to 10 for UNC. Virginia Tech's on the second leg of a back-to-back this week. I'll probably look to fade him again. OK State was on the right side of this one, 36-25. Um, I'm just not a Baylor believer. I'm really not. I, I don't think – I think they're really, really well coached. I think Dave Aranda is a really fucking good coach. I just don't think they're actually a great team. <laughs> um you know, similar to what I think about Mike Norvell and, and, and at Florida State. Like, I, I think Mike Norvell's a really good coach. I just don't think they have top-tier talent. Um, and at Baylor, it's it's a little more excusable. I think Dave Aranda's doing a great fucking job. I really, really do. I, I don't think it's as easy to recruit as at Baylor as it should be at Florida State. 
So I think they they massively overperform every single year. It's just I don't buy into them in matchups like this. And, and Oklahoma State reminded everybody why. They pretty much dominated that game whistle to whistle. They controlled it, and, and they're just the better team. Oklahoma State's a good football team this year. They should win the Big 12. So we'll see. Um, talking about the Big 12, we'll stay there. Iowa State goes into Lawrence, Kansas, where – um, it's just apparently impossible to beat Lance Leipold's uh, Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, this one was a little uglier than it's been. Matt Campbell drew up a good defense and, and, and kind of contained Kansas. Maybe gave some people the blueprint to do so, but uh, they can't muster the offense to get the win. And and that's because Hunter Decker's fucking sucks. <laughs> I've said it every week so far. I don't think he's good. Uh, I think the Iowa State team is actually pretty good. I just think Hunter Deckers, it, it just sucks. I, I just don't watch him and see anything impressive out of him. So uh, good job stepping up to the plate, Iowa State, taking your best shot. But the Jayhawks remain undefeated. And, and Lance Leipold really having one of the most impressive tenures I've ever seen a coach have somewhere and go back and, and look through just at whatever, look at Wikipedia and look at this guy's coaching career all the way down to division three football. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. And then up, you know, to Buffalo and the FBS, what he did there. And, and now obviously at Kansas, this dude's doing things that uh, it's, it's really one of the most imp- impressive coaching careers for a young career that I've ever seen in my life. And what he's doing at Kansas in such a short amount of time, they could lose the rest of the games this year. And I honestly really don't give a shit. They're already rolling along. Like these five wins have been so fun and so impressive. Um, and they've passed the eye test so much that I, I really don't care what happens the rest of the season. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal job. And I hope he stays. I keep hearing shit like, oh, go to Nebraska. Go, why would you want to go to Nebraska? You know, like, why would you want to take that job? He's already a Kansas football coaching legend. I don't really think you could pull in that much greater of recruits at fucking Nebraska than you can with the Kansas Jayhawks, especially when you start talking NIL. Kansas is one of the richest schools in the country. They're a basketball school, sure, but share some money with the football program and let's get it done. Um, Yeah, Lance Leipold, he's the guy for Kansas. Don't go to fucking Nebraska, dude. See how well that worked out for Scott Frost. You don't want to do that. (laughs) Just stick it out where you're at. You know, Bo Pelini got fired for winning nine, ten games a year. Don't go to that fucking school. They're they're way confused on where their program's actually at in the grand scheme of things. You don't need to go there. (laughs) Uh, Maryland beats Michigan State. So uh, two things to take from that game. Michigan State really, really sucks. Mel Tucker's not a great football coach. And Maryland's, I don't know, turning a corner where with Mike Loxley where they're actually playing to the level of talent that they have. They're actually playing like their name isn't Maryland. I don't know how long it's going to last, but um, it's it's kind of interesting to see. Mike, Mike Protopapa got that one right on that one. He was on Maryland this year. I said, no, dude, I'm not buying that shit. And uh, it's looking pretty good so far. So we'll, we'll see where it continues to go. But uh, nice win there for Maryland, 27-13 to 13 over a shitty, shitty Michigan State team this year. Uh, Alabama, I was on that under too, Michigan State. I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing. Uh, Alabama, 49-26 to 26 over Arkansas in Fayetteville. Um, I really thought Arkansas was going to get way, way up for this game. I really thought they were going to be able to battle this Bama team in the trenches and that was just not the case. And and Bryce Young goes down 
I'm hearing day to day, you know, you never know what's saving, how true his comments are, but um, apparently this is a shoulder injury that he's been dealing with for some, with, with for some time. And uh, I'm hearing day to day. So we'll, we'll see as that moves on, but it, it didn't even matter. Um, you know, like I said, Arkansas came all the way back, got to within a score. I'm thinking like, oh, momentum now. You're at home. They're on the backup quarterback. You can do this. Like, let's get this shit done. And uh, I don't know. It just doesn't matter with Alabama, I guess. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, another 206 yards and two touchdowns. Like, the guy's just ridiculous. He's their entire offense. Uh, Jameer Gibbs for Heisman, if you put that bet in, you know, you're looking pretty fucking smart. So, uh, you know, Alabama gets like three transfers this offseason, and one of them's like the biggest one they could possibly get. So there you have it. <laughs> um, Fresno State lost on the road to UConn. Just a really bad spot for Fresno State. I, I know, you know, they're still missing Hayner too, obviously, but they're missing a few guys. But I, I think mostly that was just an entire trip across the country um, against fucking UConn the week before the Boise game. So uh, just a really, really bad spot for Fresno State there. Um, obviously, they're not as good as they've been without Hayner, but I don't think they're actually that bad to where they should be going. And just dropping games like UConn and shit, I, I just think it was the spot was terrible. So, um, you know, don't crucify a Ted for yet. Next game, Ohio State 49, Rutgers 10. Um yeah, obviously Ohio State dominates. Whatever they still haven't like played a road game. <laughs> they still haven't played a team that's actually like a legitimate team. So while they do look like they're right in that class with Alabama right now, and that's that's how I'm grading them. It looks like, even though you know Georgia, I guess I'll get to their game in a little bit. It's looking a little more even than I've been saying. I've been saying it's Georgia, then Alabama and Ohio State, then like USC than everyone else <laughs> uh, just in one massive shit lump. But, um, you know, I've, I've been saying that, but, you know, I still haven't seen Ohio State beat anyone. So I don't know. And, and we're not going to see it this week. They play at, at you know, East Lansing. They're playing at Michigan State. Um, they're 25 and a half point favorites. Like that's not even a game. So, uh yeah, whatever. Good for you, Ohio State. I, you know, my hatred of that team's well documented. I, I am a hater, so it is what it is. But um, Toledo, a little more Mac. You know, there's there's a bunch of Mac games here in a row on this, but uh, just shouting out Toledo, getting the win over the Chips of Central Michigan, thirty-eight to seventeen. Toledo, the cream of the crop in the Mac. So um, Mac typically cannibalizes itself a little bit because these teams are so ridiculously unpredictable, especially when they get on the road. So I always get excited when I see Toledo uh, get a win done in the MAC because I don't want to see them lose those stupid games. Uh, and also Central Michigan, like way, way disappointing this year from where I thought they would be. I thought that would be a, a pretty good G5 team. and They've looked like shit. So I don't know what's going on there. Mississippi State whipping up on Texas A&M and um, – I don't know. Here we go. Like, it's just this team's not good. Texas A&M's just not good. And, and you got to fully wrap your brain around it that this is what should have happened in this game, honestly. <laughs> so, um, I, and I don't think it has anything to do with a look-ahead spot to Bama. I just think Mississippi State is flat out the better team that was at home, um, and it was by, you know, 18 points. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, that's just flat out what should have happened, and it's what did happen. So I, I, I took A&M 
plus four because I'm still on that train of thought. Like, oh, you know, AM can't be this bad because it's hard to wrap your brain around it. They're always disappointing. I took them on the under this year. I said they're at best in an eight-win team. They're not surprising me. They're not, you know, they're not a team that's going to come out there and just whip whip everybody's ass because they always get the hype and they never perform to it. So, you know, I don't know. It's still just like you expect them to show up in games and, and they're just not doing that this year. They're just not a good football team this year. They have no offense and their defense is too young. Maybe in a couple of years, Jimbo will get it going if, if he doesn't get fired. Uh, but it's not this year. This year's not the year for it. So um, let's jump down. Syracuse gets a win over Wagner, 59 to nothing. Only mention that because Syracuse still undefeated. Um, South Alabama gets the 20 to 17 win over ULL at uh, Cajun Field. Um, this was one of the games I liked more this week. So shitty week still, but uh, I, I did get this one and I felt pretty good about it. I am happy. I did say I wanted South Alabama to win. The uh, Cajuns could win there. Um, but I hoped South Alabama, the Jaguars get it done. They are my boys this year. I took hard stances on Kansas and South Alabama and, and both of them are turning out well. So, uh, I'm glad they got it done, but I thought it was a kind of easy cover spot there. A really high line for teams that, uh, you know, up until this year were separated by a ton, uh, the other direction, you know, with Louisiana Lafayette being the way better program. So, um, Raging Cajuns falling off pretty bad from where they've been. But, you know, you expect that when you lose a coach like Billy Napier. Um, and they lost a lot of transfers. A lot of guys left, you know, either by graduation or transfer. Just a lot of turnover. And I really don't think that Cajun coach necessarily was the best hire. I just think they gave it to a guy in the program that had a Cajun name. So that could really set this, this team back, unfortunately. Um, Wazoo, Washington State, gets the 28-9 win over Cal. Um Still looking good out there in Pullman. So we'll see. This week we got a game with uh, USC for the Cougs. Let's see how they keep it in that game. Um, interesting spot, too. Look-ahead spot for USC. I, I wonder if they're going to give Washington State the respect they deserve on the field because uh, Utah's on deck for USC. I don't know. We'll see. Liberty continues to impress. That was another one of my favorite games. I was so worried because it was such an easy pick. I was so worried about picking Liberty minus two and a half against Old Dominion because um, it was just flat. It was the easiest play of the day. I thought it was shady. I believe I said it on the podcast. Like, this one smells. Like, this one stinks. But uh, Liberty just keeps getting it done. They, they're, you know, what, four and one now with one loss was uh, overtime, one point loss to Wake Forest, or, or maybe it was regulation, but they went for two. They didn't get it. They lost by one. I, I know that. Um so Liberty, Hugh Freeze, still looking great out there. Uh, don't sleep on that team. LSU beats Auburn 21-17. to uh, Didn't cover, but they got the win done. Um, a big one, big one that I needed for my uh, my over. They're like my favorite overplay this year, and, and I hate to say it, but even with this win, they still they look like shit. <laughs> they just don't look competent. Um, Auburn is not a good team. They are counting the days. I believe it is two weeks uh, until their bye week when they could fire Brian Harson. So that's obviously the direction they're going to go. They're going to fire Brian Harson. I feel bad for the next coach that takes that job because Auburn is not a good coaching job. Um, it just is what it is. It's just not a good coaching job. You're a rival with Nick Saban. Um, you're a program that expects way too much for what they are. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's like the Nebraska, the South. I would never want to take that job. I hope Neon Dion doesn't take that job or or somebody cool because, I mean, Harson walked in the door. He never had a chance. They, they hated him. The moment he got there, they hated him. So why, after seeing what they're doing with this coach here, why would you want to go and be like, oh, uh, yeah, I'll take that job. No, fuck that. Fuck that. You don't need to coach Auburn. You don't need to be Nick Saban's rival. Rival, Move on. <laughs> Uh, LSU gets it done though. Good for you, um, Brian Kelly. But your team still looks like shit. I'm, I'm pretty worried about that over seven. Uh, Coastal Carolina stays undefeated, 34 to 30 over Georgia Southern. Um, playing in a monsoon out there. Whatever. Coastal gets it done. Doesn't cover, but gets it done. Uh, Cincinnati gets a 10 point win over Tulsa. Tulsa. You know, I knew they were going to get up for that game, but but I knew the line was right about right. So we did get the cover there with Cincy. Um, and, and Tulsa, you know, way to go. Way to show up, I guess. Uh, Troy is still looking pretty good. Uh, got the win over Conference USA opponent Western Kentucky. They will beat them 34-27 uh, to 27 on the road. So um, I'm liking Troy. You know, this was kind of Protopapa and I both kind of picked them as a sleeper team in the Sun Belt. And they're looking pretty good so far. So they even gave Jarrett Dougie some run against his old team, Western Kentucky, there. Uh, they gave him some action. He was at Western Kentucky for like a month. So I don't know why they put him in for like a revenge spot. But um, whatever. Duke, another line that I was like, ooh, this is shady. They were only minus two and a half at home against Virginia when I picked it. And I was like, this is a fucking shady game. Like why I shouldn't even bet this because I'm about to get railed out on it because it's a stupid line. But eh, no. They, they win by 21. They win no problem over a shit Virginia team. Uh, that's just the point. Virginia sucks, and Mike Elko has Duke playing really decent football, and, and the more games you win, the easier it gets to win. You start believing in yourself. So uh, big surprise there, and let's see how long they can ride it out. Um, got a big game this week with Georgia Tech, so more on Georgia Tech later. Clemson, North Carolina State, uh, close game. Clemson gets the win. Clemson gets the cover. North Carolina State looks like North Carolina State yet again. So, uh, I don't know. Clemson's on playoff destination. Even though they lost both their coordinators, even though they're not the team they were before, it's just, I don't know. Who are they going to lose to? Florida State, I guess, is like your last chance, second leg of a back-to-back um, road trip there. So, I, I guess that's the last chance. And Mike Norvell really needs that game. But we'll see. I, I don't think they're going to lose that game but um georgia missouri georgia almost they took them till the final four minutes to pull away and take over this game against missouri tigers uh really surprising i mean i laid the 28 in this game so uh really fucking surprising missouri sucks but they somehow keep kept in this game and i don't know that's two weeks in a row georgia's been sleepwalking i think it's time to start reevaluating that maybe they're not so dominant um, they're looking a little human. So uh, Texas, West Virginia called this one. West Virginia, it's uh, keeping keeping their track towards my prediction of Neil Brown getting fired. They get blown out on the road. Um, Texas looked decent. So we got the Red River shootout this week. Um, I'm kind of thinking we're going to see our boy Xavier Worthy played too, by the way. Had a good game, and that was something to definitely monitor. He was questionable for that game. He played, and I think we're going to get Ewers back this week. I think Oklahoma's in for a nightmare game. Uh, Nebraska gets a win over Indiana. Good for you, Nebraska. They cover even, um, I don't know, Mickey Joseph. Hey, there you go. Mickey, Mickey, you're so fine. You beat Indiana like you should all the time. 
Uh, Rice beats UAB. This was my one favorite game that didn't cover. Um, I don't know what's going on with Rice, if they're actually legitimate after beating Houston or playing a close game with Houston and then beating UAB for the second straight year. I just thought this was like a big time revenge spot. But I remember talking about it before the season. I said, I remember looking at UAB or um, OU when Solich suddenly retired last year and, and their coordinator took over his longtime coordinator, Tim Alban. And I was like, oh, OU will be all right. They'll be fine. Like, things are just going to stay where they've been. And OU's been dog shit ever since. And Frank Solich always kept a good program there. Um, so then Bill Clark quit, you know, re- retired this year at UAB. And I thought the same. I thought about the OU situation. I was like, maybe UAB is going to fall off a little bit. Not as dramatic. I still thought they were going to be pretty good. But um, they haven't looked like the team you expect them to look like and, and losing this rice game after losing it last year and they cost you a chance at the conference usa championship and then you go out and you lose this game again it's just really surprising um i don't know what to make of uab right now we'll see this week i guess san jose state gets a big win on the road and laramie 33 to 16 kind of run it up on them um and good i I think wyoming still sucks and i I think san jose state has a chance to win this mountain west because the mountain west is just not the the powerhouse g5 conference that it's been it's looking pretty rough this year uh everybody is beatable nobody is great so maybe san jose state can come up and get that done georgia tech under uh new coach brett key getting the win over pitt 26 to 21 pitt gonna go ahead and pitt like they always do every year they find a game and they find a way to lose it. Um, but maybe Georgia tech, you know, every now and then this happens where a team plays really hard for the interim coach. So keep that in mind uh, this week, Duke minus three against Georgia tech. That's, uh, that's a really tough game to handicap based on what's going on right now. So uh, actual talent wise, those two teams are probably pretty damn similar, but this win for Georgia tech over Pitt. um, tells me that they're playing really hard for this interim head coach. So always something to watch and keep in mind. I'm not talking about New Mexico State football, so I'm skipping that. Arizona beats Cal, gets Carl Durrell fired. So uh, that takes care of Doug or Jeff Collins, not Doug Collins, Jeff Collins and Carl Durrell off my coaches to be fired list. So that's two out of five so far for me. Uh, Protopapa has three out of five because he also had Scott Frost. So um, Carl Durrell is fired. Uh, Arizona keeps looking a little bit better every week. So Jaden Delora having a really good season so far. That was a huge pickup. Um, yeah, he almost threw for 500 yards. He had 484 yards and six touchdowns. Jesus. <laughs> he also had 28 on the ground. Wow. I, I, I obviously didn't watch the Arizona versus Colorado game. So uh, those, those were stats I was seeing for the first time. Holy shit. Uh, USC whips up on Arizona State. That game was actually close for a while. And I, I kind of thought it would randomly be, but um, I didn't really have a reason for it. But uh, USC keeps it close, but gets the win. So I don't know. Uh, interesting game this week. A little bit of a look ahead spot. They got they got Washington State and and they got then Utah is on deck. So uh, danger spot for USC this week. We'll see what they do against a uh, very chippy, very good defensive team in Washington State. And then uh, the true test is next week if they get through this Washington State game. So uh, final game of the night: Stanford versus Oregon. Oregon uh, blows them out. Stanford sucks. That's really all there is to say about it. Oregon covered. We got that one done. Um, Oregon looking a little bit better than the team we saw week one. 
um, Stanford look like shit, and, and David Shaw probably uh, needs to be getting gone here pretty soon. Um, a game did happen on Sunday. It was Florida versus Eastern Washington. Florida whipped up on them. Good for you. All right, guys. So that does it for the week five recap. We went through just about every game there. Um, wanted to give you some some content this week. We, we missed the uh, missed the boat on the reaction show last week. We didn't get together for the pick episode, and it was a really distracting week. So we want to give you a little more content this week. Proto Papa and I will record again together. Um, and have that episode out for uh, Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, um, making picks for week six. So uh, until then, you can find us on Twitter at GCG underscore wins or at Coastal Covers 24. Um, and we will see you for the pick show. Have a good week, everybody. Mm-hmm.